Hi guys, welcome back to another week of the First Drafts podcast. Today we're joined by a very special guest. Um, his name is Reed Walters. Reed Walters. I feel like nobody before has said their last name. Yeah. I felt obligated to. Like I felt like that was yeah. a, for people that know who I am. I but like also that. nobody knows who I am. I like so. that. Okay, yeah. I will explain a little bit, and then you can introduce yourself. Okay, cool. So I know Reed because I work at Timmerman. We're both baristas there. But we don't really work together. We talked about that, like, a bit ago. Yeah, we don't work together. Also. We see each other in passing. But Millie had been wanting to do a personality test, like, episode for a while. And so, I don't know. I found this Enneagram expert. <laughs> So yeah, you want no, to introduce yourself? I don't know if I'd call myself an expert. He is an expert. But I have done a lot of studying on the Enneagram. Uh, I'm in school, so uh, we've had a lot of classes on just the Enneagram. I'm actually just finishing a class on personality tests and, and knowing yourself. I um, didn't know that. That's really cool. Yeah, so we, we have like a uh, self-leadership class where we learn about like different personality tests. We did take the Myers-Briggs as well, uh, as well as the Enneagram. Um, but we actually just finished a book on the Enneagram. So uh, we've been we've been studying this for a while. And so like I, I know a lot and I've, I've been looking into it for about two years of, of just like learning about myself and learning about not necessarily the Enneagram, but just like diving into like myself and like figuring out like why am I the way that I am? Yeah, I feel the same way. Tests. I feel like the only time I ever learned about the personality tests was when I took psychology in high school and that was the only time and ever since then I've been extremely interested and then I recently took the Meyer-Briggs test and like you said I felt like it just explained so much and I only recently took the Enneagram test because Kyla had said that you were really the expert um, in interested in it and so she wanted to do the personality test I knew I had to find an expert and I found an expert (laughs) Yeah, well, I, th- I just think personality tests are huge just for, like, understanding yourself and, like, why you do things. Yeah. And, like, actually evaluating your motives and, like, how do I how do I improve and how do I grow as a person? If, right. If these are my strengths and these are my weaknesses, what, what can I do to, like, be the best that I can be right. with, like, the personality that I am? Yeah, and there's no way to really guarantee, like, 100% accuracy with these tests, but I do think it provides a lot of clarity yeah, for a lot of I people. Agree. Yeah, Wait, yep. so do you want to, like, tell them what you're studying and how this, I guess, meshes together? Like, why you're studying any or, like, the classes that you study dealing with the Enneagram test or, like, personality tests? Yeah, so so uh, I'm studying ministerial leadership, uh, which is, is just a fancy term for, for just the way ministry works and, and learning about different strategies for ministry. But a, a, a huge part of it is, is being healthy for yourself. And making sure that that you're taking care of yourself, so that when you're doing your job or whatever it looks like in the future, uh, you're healthy. You're you're able to do the things that you you're supposed to do because you know yourself. You you know how to take care of yourself. You're managing yourself well. So like I think that's really where it ties in is is whenever we know ourselves, we can we can always improve and get better. Um, also, like learning the different personality, like I guess just for the enneagram now, but knowing how other people operate and how maybe like they their brain works or how they do things yeah that's mm-hmm. so true is, is like especially going into leadership it's like knowing what other people need mm-hmm. is, is if you're leading a team of people or, or maybe you're a manager you you know okay this is how this person feels validated this is how this person needs me to yeah. to communicate instruction to them so yeah. say somebody needs somebody that's very like firm to be like hey 
you need to do this right, it, we have to know their personalities so that we don't end up like hurting them because we just said something that was like yeah. common sense to us. And I bet it's easier to be able to relate to people and help others when you know yourself a little bit more, even if it's just like through a test. I feel like even like reading it down, like the written words is better to understand than somebody telling you like, oh, you're like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. And, and I, like you said, it just brings clarity to, to who you are. Um, but do you want me to just dive into like the different types and like as far as the Enneagram goes or? Sure, yeah. So there are nine different Enneagram types. Is that what you would call them? Yeah, so so Ennea uh, is, the, is the root word of Enneagram and it, it, it means nine. So based that in these nine sense. types. Um, so th there's this little graph and it's, it's this circle and at the top of the circle is a nine, but we'll go ahead and start with type one. Type one is the perfectionist. Some call it the reformer. Uh, and, and the perfectionist doesn't mean that they, they do everything like perfect. It's that they have like a strong inner compass and like as to what is right and what is wrong. Um, so, so they, they're very critical of the world around them. But it's really good because they can question like society and the things that are going on and say, hey, can we do this better? So like that's one thing I really like about ones. Are they very like by the book? Yeah, they can be by the book, uh, but also like you see one of the one of the words is the reformer as well. So they're they're willing to take the book, take the rules and, and tweak them and, and find ways to make them better, better. so yeah. that so that like a corporation could perform well. I didn't know that. Like well, looking at my results, like, oh yeah, I don't feel like I could be a one. Well, we took the test. We'll explain our results in a little bit. Mm -hmm. But okay, the I don't know two. much. I don't know much about the enneagram. No. Do you? No. No, I don't. I, I only like the only time that I had ever experienced or taken the test was just recently, like yeah. a couple weeks ago. What so. would you say is like the most? I guess well, like. The number that you've met the most, I guess that makes sense. I've know. met a lot of twos. I think, I think there's a lot of, like I've met a lot of nine and, nines and twos. Uh, a lot of my mentors are threes and eights. Um, I haven't met a lot of sixes um, or sevens at that. But um, they're out then, there. And then fours as well. Fours as well. Uh, they're like we'll talk about them a little bit later. But they're the individualists, and they are the most uncommon, uh, just because they're they're a lot different than every other type. Like a lot of the types are similar to each other, but have different motives, but the four is kind of its category. Of its oh, own. so they're the least common. Yeah, they, okay. they, they are the least common, I okay. think. Hmm, that's crazy. I don't know the percentages on it, but- Yeah, I don't either. They're lower. What is like, what are the qualities of a two? So the two is uh, the helper. So what, what they are really known for is, is being of service to people. And, and they're really good at telling what other people need and, and, and discerning like, hey, this person needs to feel this. This person is feeling this and needs to feel this way. So it, it really, having a two in your life is amazing um, because if you need something, they're there to help you. Like a like, mom. <laughs> like a mom. Yeah, the, the typical traits uh, yeah. that you would see in a mom uh, is probably what you'd see in a two. Um, yeah, like I would just think like a really like empathetic person. Yeah, I think I highly associate myself with two. I think so as well. Yeah, like that question earlier that you got on the other test talking about seeing other people, if seeing other people makes you cry. Yeah. Like that's me 100%. I personally, so I was taking the Meyer Briggs test earlier and there was a question that was like, does seeing other people cry make you want to cry? 
And I don't think so, but me. What did you say? Yeah. No? No, it doesn't. I have a hard time kind of like putting myself in that position or, I don't know, just even like my emotions. Yeah. I feel like I'm not very in touch with like feeling vulnerable in that way. Yeah, I feel like that that situation makes me a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Is whenever Mm -hmm. like, I'm not sure how to react when somebody. Yeah, I'm just like, you need to tap on the shoulder because I don't do hugs either. In that situation. I'm the opposite. I feel like I feel the emotions of everybody. And sometimes that's very overwhelming, but yeah, twos are twos are great with empathy. Their one their their problem is that they can sometimes forget their own feelings. Um, is that they can they can start to forget their own feelings because they're too focused on like what everybody else needs. Um, also, they can they can start to assume what other people need, um, even if it's incorrect. Like they feel like they know what other people need more than like each other. So. Like that's that's kind of the dark side of it too. Yeah. Well, aren't there like dark sides to all of them? Yeah. Each one has like They're... traits that are positive. There's there's no one that's like perfect. Perfect. Yeah. But it's just like what what their motives are. So like, for for instance, a three the the three is the achiever, um, and and they're really driven by success and making sure they're like accomplishing things. Yeah. Uh, they really want adoration and just like. To be admired for their work so so whatever they're doing uh i'm personally a three i'm also a three as of the test i took i am also a three so yeah they they really like want to to receive validation for the work that they're doing um and, and that can become a problem if they they start to lie about the things that they're successful in um they can say oh i like they they inflate their successes and and one thing that's great about a three is that that they're they're called the chameleon because they depending on what room they're in they can easily switch personalities to appease the people in the room so they're really great like like people for for interacting with and 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 getting people to they love wooing people over um but the truth is that like sometimes that can become a problem because they'll forget who they are because they're switching like oh i'm this person in this room but I'm this person, like Miss Doubtfire. Have you ever seen yeah. that movie? Wait, like, do you ever feel like that's you though? Like, do you feel like that those qualities, like you exude, or like? I think I think when I'm unhealthy, yeah. Like when I'm unhealthy, I can be um, a different person at Summer Moon than I am at at my church or at my internship or or wherever I am. So like like I can definitely see that. But like whenever I'm healthy, like I don't feel. I feel like I'm pretty steady across the board. Yeah. I feel like some of the aspects of a three, it's like me being unhealthy, but I feel like I'm the same person everywhere. And I feel like you can attest to that too. Yeah. I mean, personally, the way I see it is kind of in a way like reading the room. Obviously, if somebody isn't exerting as much energy or enthusiasm, it makes me feel a little bit less inclined to also be energetic or enthusiastic. So I'm a little more mellow. So the, I don't know. That's that's the way I. But the validation yeah, thing it. is like pretty spot on. I feel like for me personally, the only thing that really drives me, or I guess like still now, is like validation from like my parents. So now that I'm graduating and it's like kind of up to me, I'm kind of like spiraling because I've done all these things to like make my parents proud. So that I'm just like, what do I actually like? Yeah, I feel like I crave internal validation. So. I'm creating these um, imaginary standards for myself and expecting myself to meet them. 
And so that there's always some conflict there, but it's more so internal validation than external validation. Yeah, I think I think with the three, like they they don't always change personality, but a lot of times they'll change like what their view of success yeah. is depending yeah. on who they're around. So like if your parents are expecting you to to get great grades in school, then then that's what you're gonna pursue. But then whenever you are with your friends or and, and your friends place value on um, other things, like, other things yeah. like like maybe fashion or, or whatever you're, mm-hmm. you're gonna appease that group because like if you want that validation and and the threes are huge on validation and receiving like the attention and mm-hmm. the 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 spotlight that makes a lot of sense that's crazy that we're all threes i know but i feel like we're also different i don't know yeah like I, all the types i've met people of like all different types and and i feel like they really aren't all the same mm-hmm. but but it's just all about like motivation and like what what motivates them or maybe not like they're not all the same like outwardly i don't know because i feel like i think of a lot of things all the time that i don't only share with anyone else so maybe like when i'm taking the test i'm thinking i'm taking it i guess how i am inside my head all the time versus like how i am i don't know if that makes sense yeah yeah yeah, like how you interact with others Mm -hmm. for sure um well the next the next number is the four uh which is the individualist uh or the romantic um and really what the the four has really big emotions like like the the two the three and the four are all a part of the feelings triad so they're all three like kind of linked and their struggles all have to do with their feelings the 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 threes they mask their feelings to like avoid it getting in the way of their work but the fours externalize their feelings and they feel like that they they're different from everybody else and that they they just want to feel very similar to everybody else but they they constantly feel like they're either missing out or they're they're holding themselves back because their emotions are so big that's how i feel really what, what is a did, um this is four right four yeah. is my third top okay yeah so what's do, are you a four like was that in your top? No, four was actually one of my lower ones. I think it was my second to last one. Interesting. I'm trying to see what mine was, but you can just go ahead. Yeah, but the the four's really cool. Like I've been like like we said earlier, like the four's the rarest of of the the nine. Um, but they're, they're very set apart. A lot of them are artistic. A lot of them um, are musicians. Like painters like that makes so much sense that does make a lot of sense yeah so and and like that's that's part of like how they express themselves is through like Mm -hmm. art or through because their their emotions are so big that they express themselves through that and there's so much like depth in like the art world i guess i think my top yeah my top were three and five or yours three and five uh mine was a three and then a one and then a five okay so wait three and one were really close is it the no, it's not your wing. So your wing is going to be the number on... The right or left of you? Right or left of you, yes. So so looking at yeah, your chart, Nelly, it, it looks like you... This this chart would have you at a three wing two. So that means you would take on some of the traits of a two. Um, but like you said, you're, you're really relating to a four right now. Um, so... I don't know if you would want to retake the test and see, like, maybe if you are actually closer to a four. Um, maybe. But you might be a four-wing three, which would mean you're, like, the emotion. But 
but at the same time, like you also have that drive for success that a three has. Yeah, I mean, I did take this test another time, and I think the four category was like a little bit higher in percentage, but overall it was relatively the same. My so. four is so small, so I'd be like oh. a three wing two. Um, because because your numbers are so low on two and three or two and four, I wouldn't necessarily say, say. you have a wing. See, like my oh. two two and. Four on my charts are two of the bottom three, so I don't I don't recognize with either one of my wings. Not everybody has one. Um, I thought everybody had one. Okay, that makes sense. A lot of people will tell you that like you have like, to have a wing. I was like, my wing is so tiny. <laughs> but but I don't identify with either one of my wings. Um, so yeah. Cool. Wow. Okay, what's a five? Because my second one is the five. So the five is uh, the investigator. Uh, they love learning um they're always taking in information uh one i have a friend who is a five and and they one thing they hate small talk they don't like they don't like the how was your day that is so me i always have said that like one of my like biggest things that i absolutely hate in this world is small talk i cannot stand mm -hmm. it like i i cannot stand it i don't know the thought of small talk sometimes will make me like want to cry yeah i think you'd rather not talk at all than have small talk Yes, I'd rather talk big than small. <laughs> yeah, so the, so the five, fives love those big ideas and those, those things. Uh, oftentimes five, fives, I guess the dark side of a five is that they- Don't they, say it. They hoard a lot, <laughs> like they hoard a lot of like information. They hoard a lot of like, a lot of times you'll find fives with a lot of books. Um, like they, they like to keep information to themselves. And, and fives are really great in your life because they help you like make decisions because they're great at taking in it, like all of the facts and then giving you just like, hey, this is how it probably is. And this is the decision you should probably make. Because That's not me though. They're informed. I am the biggest overthinker. Is that like one of the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which, which number is the most likely to overthink? Uh, probably the six. I think, That's what I was telling you. I think the sixth is is the biggest overthinker. When I took the test, I was like, I'm surprised I'm not a six. So oh, the skeptic. I'll take it yeah. again. Okay, you should take it. I'll take it again too. Yeah. Um, so the six, like the five, five is really cool because they they take in all the information. The six, uh, I, I think, is best described as the skeptic of those three. Um, is they're they're very like anxious and they're very critical of the world around them. So like they they really like are are weighing like hey this could go wrong 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 like I, yeah. I had a friend and I was talking to them about the enneagram and, and we were talking about just like the traits of a six and she said like every time that I drive I worry like what if this person comes in my lane like e even even if it's like something that's completely unrelated like yeah they, they get super like worried like oh what if i get in a car crash like that thought is constantly going through their head because they're whenever they're i drive worried. i'm like someone could just pull into my lane right now and, and i'm always like you. looking around yeah yeah so they're really great like to have if, if you're in leadership at all is they they're a good six? at anticipating yeah at anticipating problems Mm. The, the six okay. is great at anticipating problems. It can become unhealthy whenever they dwell on the problems and don't like, don't fix them or anything, or or they they don't communicate them to anybody, but or they let like the anxiety of the the potential problems that don't actually exist yet, they let those consume them. So like, I'm actually, six, right? I'm very surprised that six is the lowest on my chart. Six is one of the lowest on mine too. I feel That's like really really interesting. 
Yeah. I'm a six. You think you're a six? I'm definitely a six. I think so too. I would be like a, a six wing five. That's what I'm giving myself. All of our all of our constant listeners are probably like, she's definitely six. I go back and forth in my mind all day. Like what we were talking about earlier. I don't know if you've noticed my like weird like going back and forth. <laughs> Her little all the quirks. Time. <laughs> yeah, to put it nicely, I guess. Yeah. I'm very back and forth in my mind and sometimes outwardly. Yeah, I would agree. Okay, that's okay though. It's fine. It makes you, you. Yeah, and like that's, that's what this is all about, right? Is figuring out like, how do I operate and how do I like yeah. move yeah. in like a healthy way with like my life and, mm-hmm. and how do I get better and not dwell on the anxiety, but also be able to analyze the, few, yeah. the potential problems. Like mm-hmm. how, do, how do I solve yeah, like, we all carry, like, these certain traits, and we could either, like, utilize them to make them, like, I guess, better, or, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. The, the next one is the enthusiasts, and, and that one is the seven. So, they are, they're, they just enjoy life, and, and my, my best friend is seven, uh, and he is always trying new things. Uh, I, I'm very, the, the way that I am is I'm very set. Like every time I go to a restaurant, I'll get the exact same thing. Ooh. But the seven. Who doesn't, like who doesn't do that though? The I seven, do, I they're, do not they're do always that. willing to try new things. They're that's always. Kar- that's Karina. My, my mindset in life, or I guess like, I don't know. Like, let's say I go to a restaurant. I usually ask the waitress, like, what's your favorite thing? Or like, what do you usually get? If I had a, a wheel, with all of the different a like a wheel with all of all of the different things on the menu like i would spin it and that's what i would get oh that's yeah that would not be me also if i was the waitress i would never be able to tell you <laughs> because also uh, anyway just go on so you were high seven yeah really yeah so yeah so seven's really like they they enjoy life but also the problem with the seven is they'll use the the enjoyment in life they'll use the the things that they're consuming to forget about like how they're feeling no so like yeah like, that's my shopping problem they don't they don't <laughs> like to think about their their feelings they avoid them by by having fun so like and i guess the the main problem with the seven is also gluttony not like mm-hmm. that they eat too much but like in the idea that they they consume like everything that they can just because they feel like it's gonna like fill them up and and make them enjoy life interesting i would say like millie i i think a seven is i think it's very fitting also millie's like very like get up and go like super spontaneous like down i like the chaos honestly i i hate routine i think that's the problem with a nine to five for me in like an office job is that it's just too monotonous and i don't know see and i I enjoy that when i originally like Set out architecture to like major in, I guess. I was like, I love the idea of just sitting in one spot all day, working on this one project all day by myself, don't have to talk to anyone. No. And you're the opposite. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yeah, so sevens are super fun to have in your life. And especially like if you're in leadership or anything, like having somebody to actually like make what you're doing enjoyable. And, and even though like it can be crazy sometimes or if we're at summer moon and we have a huge rush, like having somebody there who's a seven, who's just going to like laugh it off essentially. Amber. That's, that's, a great thing. <laughs> that's a great thing to have. Um, Amber, if you're listening, right? I would agree. That's Amber. I think, I think she's taken the test. She didn't get a seven, but she, I, I could see a seven. She 
does exude those qualities. Amber is our assistant manager at Saruman. So, yeah. Shout out to Amber. So Amber actually got an eight, which is the next, which is the next number. Um, oh yeah, her and Cat. Her and Cat both got eights, uh, and this this is the type that. <laughs> I'd, he seems triggered. He's about to go off. I'd, I don't get along with eights oh. traditionally. Like my, like my um, threes. So threes don't get along with eights, or you don't get along with eights. A lot of times threes, threes and eights butt heads all the time um, because eights are very truthful and very honest. Like you'll see that they're called the challenger um, is because of this idea that that they they want intensity and they want like honesty. So, so whatever it looks like, they're, they're going to call things out just so they'll have an argument about it. Eights love, like, confrontation. They are the confrontation. That crazy loco banter. Crazy loco banter. So, so that's, that's the thing is the three is always trying to, like, put up this, this mask of, like, oh, I've got all my stuff together. But the eights are very, like, quick to see, no, this is, like, this is wrong, this is wrong, this is wrong, and I'm going to call you out on it. And like I hate that. I hate being told whenever I'm wrong. Um, so, Me too. Who who likes being told? Well, eights eights love it. So they <laughs> they they have a thirst for just this intensity. And, and like that that goes into every area of their life. Um, so like in their relationships, they they do their relationships like hard. They like love really passionately. Um, whether whether they're at work, they work really hard. So it's. It, Eights are awesome. Uh, it's, eights, it's funny, the eights and the threes are very similar because they're both like kind of success oriented, um, but they just go about things a different way. Okay. But I just tend to butt heads with them because they'll call me out whenever they notice I'm doing something that's not like actually what it seems. I'm going to start asking everybody what their Enneagram number is. I think it's very telling. Like it's really interesting because mm -hmm. I feel like you, you learn a lot. But yeah, and I think also it has to do with maturity. Because, like, there are eights that I know that, like, are very mature, and I don't butt heads with them. Like, I get along with, with one of, one of my, my supervisors uh, at my internship is an eight, and we have a very close relationship. And it's just interesting because every eight that I've come across up to that point, I had butt head, butted heads with. Um, but, but this person, like, we get along very well because... I understand that like he even though he's gonna call me out even though he's gonna tell me like where I'm doing things wrong like I know he has my best interests at heart so mm -hmm. like so like there's also like a relational type thing that that goes into that um but yeah it's typically don't don't get along with them is there like a certain thing with all of the numbers like oh ones don't get along with sixes and like vice versa or is it just like um, I think it, it really just depends. Um, I think that there are some that you could just hit off the bat. Like threes really make sixes mad because sixes love like loyalty and love being sure and love being safe. And threes can sometimes betray trust. Um, so, so that one's kind of tough. Um, I'm sure that I feel like there are some types that just have a hard time getting along like you'll see the eight is called the challenger and the nine is called the peacemaker so nines we haven't gotten all the way there yet but nines hate confrontation and eights love confrontation so so there will be some sort of clashing there and, and the nine will just shut down and, and 
face when I I feel that. Yeah, that. I love this battle going on. I know. I feel like I am very non-confrontational. Uh, what do you think I am? Non-confrontational. Are you? Um, I can be confrontational. It depends what it's about, yeah. though. Like, if it's something that I'm very passionate about and something's going wrong. Yeah. Like, like I, I, whenever I took my test, I was a high one. So, like, I have, like, a semblance of, like, a moral compass of, like, what is right and what is wrong. And so whenever it comes down to like ideas where something that I really care about and something I really want to be successful in, whenever that is kind of threatened or, or like somebody at work, I'm, I love Summer Moon, so, so if, if somebody's doing something wrong or, or something that would hurt the company, like I'll, I'll be one of the first people to be like, no, go, go do something else because like I'm, I'm confrontational in that sense. I can see that. But. I feel like you're very go with the flow and like, I don't know, like to joke around. But when you need to be but serious, down yeah. to it. Okay, the last one. <clears throat> Sorry. So the last one's a nine. I've already kind of like mentioned yeah. it a little bit. But nines love like not, or I guess going with what other people want. It's They're very similar to the two. There are some differences that, that kind of distinguish them. Uh, the Peacemaker, which is the nine, is, is going to be um, more focused on like... They're great mediators, so so they're they're great at seeing. So say uh, me and somebody who's an eight are fighting, we're in an argument. The nine is great at seeing both sides of the situation, and and like you'll you'll see it says harmonizer. And they'll yeah. they'll they like to bring peace in, and that's that's great. But also they'll they'll sacrifice their own morals if they feel like push. Like so so say somebody who's an eight comes along. And is pushing a nine to do something that they don't want, like a people people pleaser. Yeah, they'll they'll <laughs> sorry they'll go with whatever other people want. So they're they're mm. easily manipulated, um, but at the same time they're they're great because they they see both sides and they help like bring compromises. I think this is like the perfect one. Like we were talking about, like which one is like the perfect one? I think it's a nine. The nines are great. The, they're perfect. Their their key uh, <laughs> failure can be slothfulness. Is mm-hmm. the nines are very can be very like lazy and and not driven to to do anything, um, but so like I guess that's their their core issue. And my what's my second lowest? Oh, I'm a high nine. Nine is my lowest. Oh, interesting. So we talked about like all the the types and and just gone around the circle, but there's also like these these things called uh, stress and growth paths. So each one of those is assigned to each number and the numbers take on different qualities based on like how they're doing in that, like as far as their health goes. So uh, for instance, like we can start at the top at, at one again, um, one, whenever they're, they're healthy and they're growing, they, they give the positive traits of a seven. So that means that they're, they're less stressed, they're less, like critical of things and they're they're willing to let loose a little bit and like able to have fun almost mm-hmm. um but then whenever they they are unhealthy and they're stressed out they start to criticize themselves and, and like kind of internalize all of their thoughts um just like the negative traits of a four so one goes to seven when healthy and four when unhealthy and and 
like another one is two. Two goes, which twos are typically known for being like very like thoughtful of other people and like concerned about what what other people are feeling. But whenever they're stressed out, they start to completely focus on themselves and and start to challenge people who who come against them. So that whenever they're stressed, they they turn into the negative traits of an eight. Um, and I didn't know that this chart existed. What is this either. called? Uh, it's just the the Enneagrams growth and growth and stress um, charts. So like each one has their own like adjacencies that that depending on how they're feeling um, and how their like life is going. I remember. So we were actually whenever we were taking this test the other day, I had a friend who thought she was a nine and found out she was actually a two when she retook took the test and she got like super stressed out because she like had been like doing herself as a two yeah. for a really long time but then she started she started to like argue with the teacher like no like i am a nine and like that kind of gave clarity to the fact that she's actually a two because she was at, she was getting stressed out about her number so she got confrontational like an eight so like even the teacher called that out and was all like see right now you're getting mad because you're stressed and that is like a classic quality of, of the, a, the a, challenger yeah. Number eight. Uno reverse card. Oh so, my gosh. Yeah. That's so interesting. That's really interesting. Wow. Well, thank you, Reed, for coming on and talking to us. And Professor Rita. Professor Rita. Yeah, thank you for having us, me. Teaching us about personality tests. I would love to do an episode about the Meyer Briggs, though. Yes. I think that would be. I will go find another expert for that episode. <laughs> I did like really good. Offended. I did really good. Find this expert. Thank you. This Enneagram expert. Yeah, you did a great job. I honestly didn't know that you had studied it at all or anything. I yeah, thought you were just like a fan. I didn't even know that colleges even offered classes outside of psychology majors that were related to personality tests and stuff. When I was taking psychology classes, they never mentioned it. Really? It's crazy. I felt like that was the most interesting part, aside from dreams and dream psychology. I think that's also really interesting, but that's a different topic. So, but um, if you guys have made it to the end, uh, we would love for you to comment your um, Enneagram type. Um, if On you Instagram. Guys end up yeah, if you guys end up taking the test. But if there's nothing else to add. Oh, okay. So Reed claims that he's listened to our episodes before, our previous episodes, some of them, maybe one. Yeah, a couple. But he doesn't know the thing that we do at the end. Which is like the most special, intimate thing. It that is we do. the most we, because we love our audience. We love our audience, and it's a very intimate, close circle here. Yeah, it's a ritual. So, um, we are going to end this episode. What do you think it is, though? I have no idea. Guess. <laughs> is there like a unison <laughs> sign-off? Like, do y'all like harmonize something to like? Unison, unison sign off was yeah. pretty close, but okay. no harmonization. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Not in a way. What okay. do you think it is? Just guess. Like, what do, you, what do you think that we do at the end? If you have listened to the episodes. I, I have not gotten to the end. Well, you're in for a treat. So. You're about to give all of the listeners a kiss. To sign off. I've, I don't know how to do this. Like, <laughs> do I just... Uh, oh, man. This is freestyle. Okay. It's all of everybody like that listens. I'm gonna give you their address, and you're gonna walk to all <laughs> their, their houses, and you're gonna personally give them a kiss. That's what we do every week. Give them a, like okay. 
<laughs> I hope, I'm hoping this gets cut off, but... No. All right. Do you, like... You you do whatever you want to do. <laughs> this is a little personality flair. Oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Okay. No, right. I, I can well, envision Reed just, like, grabbing the microphone and, like, kissing the... No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dude, I swear I told you this earlier. I think you might have just not believed me. I told you that we give them a kiss at the end. Okay. Like, do you, like, how close do you get to the... Like here, yeah. Okay, yeah. So on the count of three, we're, we're all going to give you guys a kiss goodbye. Yes. Okay, ready? Like a good, you know, we they're gonna listen to this on Monday. It's just gonna be like a good like send off. Yeah, you know? it's okay. it's gonna be the start to their week. So yeah. make it a good one. All right. Okay. Ready? Oh. One, two, three. <laughs> okay. Okay. Bye, guys.